1 Samuel chapter number 30 in the Old Testament. I think I'm getting some feedback there. 1 Samuel chapter number 30. When you get there, you can say amen. amen. And now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then, then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David, two wives, Adonomam and the Jezerites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abithar the priest, Elimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Look at verses 17 down through verse 19 of the same chapter. Then David attacked from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them, David recovered all. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, we thank you this morning for your, your word. We thank you for the power of your word to set us free. Uh, Lord, we're asking this morning that you would move by your Holy Spirit and that you would touch our hearts this morning and encourage us in ways, Lord, that uh, we would only know that you did it. We need your, your power. We need your grace this morning. As I stand and minister, Lord, I understand the sacredness of this hour, and I need you to speak through me, please, and speak to the hearts of this people, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Amen. We began a new series last week entitled Hard Places. Last week we talked about the subject of enduring the test. And uh, this week we want to talk about overcoming discouragement. Overcoming 
discouragement. I think it goes without saying that discouragement is something that we all face from time to time. Discouragements have caused people to to leave relationships, to abandon their children, their jobs, their churches, whatever the case might be, discouragement is a part of life. And one of the things that I have learned about the issue of discouragement is that we must understand how to deal with discouragement when it comes. Discouragement unchecked could lead to much worse. Everybody is familiar with depression. And I believe that the enemy, one of the main uh, tools that the enemy uses against the people of God is to try and discourage us. And may I add this? You could be serving the Lord and walking with the Lord and doing all the right things, and yet still, you still have to deal with discouragement. Sometimes, it, the reality of it is, is that I found that actually being in ministry, you're confronted with it that much more. And so, whereas we all have to deal with discouragement, how many know that we don't want to pitch our tent there? Uh, I know sometimes we get, how many of you, are bold enough to say this morning that you like having pity parties every now and then. All of us have those moments in time where we like to kind of wallow a little bit and just kind of just beat ourselves and just, you know, oh me, oh my. And then some of us, if we're not careful, we even revert back to some of our old ways. Some of the things that God delivered us from. You look up one day, you see a brother or sister who was doing well for a while, and then all of a sudden, something happened. They, a broken relationship, or a tragedy, or a loss of job, or a loss of income, or a pain, or you receive bad news from the doctor, and something happened. And sometimes people get so discouraged to the point that they feel like, I, I, I just need, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to quit. And you look up, and, you, and you, I've even witnessed people that I even looked up to succumb to this spirit of depression or discouragement, and then it led to depression. I don't know if anybody in here have ever dealt with that or know anybody who battles with depression, but it's a very difficult thing to overcome. I've known people that are heavily, have to be heavily make, uh, medicated, and, and they have to go through all kinds of clinical counseling just to try to get out of that. Because remember that, 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 that this depression, for an example, doesn't just happen, right? Nobody just wake up one day and boom, you're depressed for the most part. There was a process that led to that. Knowing how to deal with issues when they come. Discouragement, how many know it's meant to be a very, very temporary thing? Temporary depression can be long-term and can affect your life in very drastic ways. My mother, personally, uh, who loved the Lord, grew up in church. I'm here today because my mother loved church. She kept me in church. And uh, my mother had to battle with bouts of depression. And I've seen, and, and today God has blessed her and she is a mighty woman of God, no question. But, but it was a very, very difficult time, not only for her, but for all of us that knew her and loved her. So it's something that we have to take serious. So when discouragement comes, and I want to alert you that when discouragement comes, you need not to be comfortable with being discouraged. 
You need to figure out a way that when it comes, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to press through. Everybody say press. We all have to press through sometimes. How many know even when you don't feel like it? Because your very life could depend on it. Um, I was listening not too long ago. They, I heard him mention that there was a gentleman uh, who was a famous uh, movie producer. I forget his name, but he had jumped off a bridge in California, in San Francisco. And a uh, guy supposedly rich, has fame, has reputation. Why would a guy like that jump off of a bridge and kill himself? Discouragement that led to depression. And the people of God, how many know that the spirit of God is the spirit of encouragement? The, I want to say that again. The spirit of God is the spirit of encouragement. Time and time again, you read the Bible, you hear, you hear the Lord saying, fear not, be of good courage. He told Joshua, be of good courage, Joshua, because you're going to lead this people. But if you're not healthy yourself, you can't be much help to anybody else. You can't lead nobody else if you're sick. You cannot accomplish what God wants you to do until you get yourself together. Because God has a work for you to do. But, but, but let me tell you something, just in case anybody misunderstands this, God is not God's will for you to play around with discouragement. It's not God's will for you to be depressed. Can we all agree on that? God wants you, Jesus says, that my joy, I give you joy, and no one can take it away. Somebody say joy. joy. He said, I give you joy. Amen. The Bible says it this way, that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of what? Joy. joy. So the most joyous people on the planet should be us who have been redeemed by his blood. But what we have to constantly do is we have to go back to that well. Amen. Jesus said, I give you living water, living water, that kind of joy that is not predicated upon external circumstances. Let me hasten to say that life is hard. You may think it's better when I get this or get that or reach that. But let me tell you something. For every level, there is a new devil. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what, what you're doing in life. You and I will have to battle with things and problems. And, and life is not going to be, I mean, life is not fair at times. Amen. Jesus said it this way. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. He didn't say you might have some. He said, in this world, you're going to have it. But the whole purpose that Jesus came, one of the purposes that he came, is so that we can understand that we can have joy and peace and live above it. Even though I may be discouraged, even though I may be disappointed. How many know we get disappointed sometimes? Sometimes we disappoint each other. Can I, can I speak this morning? Can we talk? But how many know, but you got to have a mindset that says that, no matter what happens to me in my life, I will not allow the devil to bring me into the slums of discouragement and depression. Amen. I'm, I'm, you have to have a determination that says that no matter, I'm just not going to go there. Because how I many know if you play with fire, you'll get what? So if you play with discouragement, it'll catch up with you. And, 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 and if you look around you today, I mean, the world is full of sadness, 
full of people who don't have a clue and they're trying to figure out how in the world, how, how in the world am I going to get over this? I don't know how to deal with this problem. And, and, it's, and it's a sad thing, and, and I'm not being critical, but it's a sad thing when, when the people of God don't get it right with this. Because if we're the light of the world, and if we don't get it right, how can they be delivered? Amen. How can they get, I mean, because the problems are going to keep coming. We're going to, until Jesus comes back, we're going to lose loved ones. Death is going to happen. Sickness, it's a part of this life. I know that there are some preaching out there that say that you're supposed to be healthy 100% of the time, but it's just not reality. It's not reality. God wants you well in your spirit. You know, most of his sicknesses, I believe anyway, is because our spirits ain't right. I don't even have to, I'm not a, a clinical psychologist, but, but I read the Bible and a lot of people are sick because they think wrong. They have stinking thinking. Amen. I know what I'm talking about this morning. I look through the course of my family, and it's amazing. I'm sitting there myself, and on my mother's side of the family, it's mental illness. It's just like it runs rampant. But then when I look at the reason in corporate and how it happened, I can see the process over the years that led to that. See, the Bible says the children of light are supposed to be some of the wisest people on the planet, right? We're supposed to be smart, intelligent. We're supposed to be able, we're supposed to, be able to know how to hide ourselves and, and know what to walk into. How many know God will speak to you? I say God will speak to you. Amen. Some of you don't really believe God speaks. God will, you know, when you get before the presence of God, God will talk to you. Amen. The problem is we lose hope because, his, because God is never going to be dictated by your schedule. He's never, God is never ever going to be, sometimes you got to sit before the presence of the Lord for weeks, sometimes years. How does that make you feel? Amen. But God speaks to his people. He's the God of the living and not the dead. And God will let you know what you need to do. So in this story of, of David, you all know a little bit about David, right? Amen. Mighty man of God. Uh, God had anointed him through Samuel. Samuel had laid hands on David, said, you're going to be the next king of Israel because Saul was a rebel. He didn't do what God wanted him to do. So God says to handwrite, even though he was still in position, he had no leadership because God had taken the anointing from him. All right? So now David now, he's anointed. Everybody knows the ladies come back after he killed Goliath. He has a profound moment, and the ladies come back, and all of them got the tamarines, and they're singing, and they're dancing. You know, uh, Saul killed his thousand, but David slain his ten thousand. And, and Saul heard that, and he got mad. And so Saul decided, knowing that God's anointing was on David, Saul gets angry and decides to try to kill him. David become a fugitive. His, his poster, if you will, is, is in every city, every town, wanted David. Saul chased, I mean, one man, and this, by the way, was his daddy-in-law. Saul chased David in caves, in rocks. So David now is running for his life, literally, because Saul wants him dead. So David decides to, that he was going to camp out in the, line, in the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines are the same people that Goliath came from. And so they were Israel's arch enemy. 
So David said, well, you know what? I'm going to hide over here, and, and, and I'm going to make an alliance with uh, King Achish. King Achish was the king of the Philistinian people at that particular time. And so David comes over. David said, I'm going to come over here because I know Saul's not going to come into another uh, land, another territory and mess with me, so I'm going to hide out over here. So he meets King Achish, and he said, look, King Achish, I want you to know I'm on your team. All right, my people that rejected me, I'm on the run. Uh, now, David got some men with him, some folk that hooked up with him. And these were, the Bible called it worthless fellows. In other words, they were men who didn't have any real reputation. They were not, they didn't have nothing going on in their life, pretty much. So David says, I will fight for you. I, I will be there right by your side. And so King Achish give David a little parcel of land called Ziglag. Everybody say Ziglag. Ziglag is very, very important. So this is a town that David had, and of course he had his family, all the men had their children, their wives, everything was there. I mean, he gave this man a little town, and so David went and fought some battles. And because uh, David was a warrior, you know, David was a warrior. He's a, the boy knew how to fight. I mean, that boy knew how to fight because he was anointed to fight. I mean, no, you have been anointed to fight. Amen. You're supposed to be a fighter in the kingdom, amen? amen. And, and, and so, so then it come point in time that, that, that the Philistines were getting ready to fight Israel all over again. You know, they fought Israel all the time. So, so now they're going to battle with Israel. And, 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 and the king wanted David to come. Said, David, you know, you said you were on my team. David, you said you were with me. So, David, you know, we need you to go. And the army of the Philistines said, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Isn't this the same dude? Isn't this the same guy? I'm paraphrasing. That, that, that killed Goliath. Isn't this the same dude that all the ladies and everybody was singing how he saw Saul killed 1,000 and he killed 10,000? Isn't that the same? Isn't that guy a Jew? I mean, if we're going to fight, no, no, no. He can't go because this boy will turn on us. We don't want him. So then David goes back to Ziglag, the town that they had given him. And David found something very disturbing at Ziglag. And so now you, you got an introduction to, to what this is all about. Look at verses 1 through 3. Now it happened when David and his men, we're in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Are you still there? Amen. Now it came, it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south. Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. All right? So here's what David discovered, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. Now, now understand something. I want you to get, you know, sometimes it's so easy to read the Bible, and, but, but, you know, we need to really try to put ourselves there sometime, okay? David comes back with his men, and he looked, and his whole town has been burned to fire. Whole town burned up. Not only that, his kid, his wives, everything completely gone. And, 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 and they don't know anything. I mean, back in those days, they came text to say, honey, where you at? There's no email. <laughs> there is nothing. There's no form of community. I mean, so he comes back, and he is devastated. What? I mean, can you imagine coming back to your home, your town, and your house is, is burned up? And you don't know where your kids are. You don't know where nobody is. And, but they're supposed to be there, but you can't find. I mean, no, that's devastating. Amen. I mean, no, life happens that way, doesn't it? Amen. Life, I mean, stuff happens. Some of you can attest to. I mean, things have happened in your life, and you were devastated. Like, what? How? What? What happened to me? What? How did this? How did this happen? This is where David finds himself. <laughs> 
And let's keep reading because it gets worse. So David and his men, in verse 3, came to the city, and there it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and did what? Until they had no more power to weep. I mean, no, that's something to cry about. Do you not think the discouragement might just be knocking on your door at that point? These brothers were so hurt that they cried. And, and I can think of one time it happened in my own life when I was devastated because I was hurt bad by church people. Are you surprised? Church people. God's people. And there was a time I can remember that I cried. Now, I'm a grown man. I tell you, I've, I've cried. So much so that I had no, no uh, liquid in my tear ducts that my eyes swell up. I mean, I was just like devastated because, you know, you know, <laughs> devastated. I was hurt. I was in pain. They were devastated because I don't know what happened and I don't know how to find them. They, 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 the raiders, they didn't even lead a clue. Like, okay, I would they might have felt better if there would have been a ransom note, right? Or something. There was nothing there. So David, now I want you to see where David is. He is upset. And not just David, but all of those people that was with them, they were crying, they were weeping, they were hurting. Now I want you to get the picture here because you will experience times in your life when it hurts. Don't let nobody ever minimize your pain. It's okay to hurt. You will have pain. It's okay to cry. But I read somewhere in the Bible where, where, where it says that joy comes in the morning. I read somewhere in the Bible where it says that, that we as believers, we don't sorrow as others who have no hope. <laughs> See, there's a difference in the sorrow of the world and the sorrow of somebody that has been born again, a blood-washed believer who know Jesus. That even, let me tell you something, that I've been disappointed, but even in the middle of my disappointment and, and, and my discouragement that is trying to, to overtake me, I just summon the grace of God. And there is something, you remember when Jesus, right before he died, that, that, that he said, Father, if it be possible, take this cup from me. And the Bible said that an angel had to come down and minister grace. I found that there's a grace that no matter what happened in my life, I can still keep walking. I can still keep believing. I can still keep hoping. No matter what come up in my life. I am determined. You, I mean, you got to be determined that you're going to walk this thing out. You can't go into this thing half-baked, wish-washy. You got to walk in, either walk in or walk out, but come into this thing. You got to have a level of faith. You got to walk and you got to believe and you can't be shaken by what you see. These men are, they're in pain. But then watch, you want to say it got worse? Look at this. Look at, look at verse number six. Now David was greatly distressed. This is King David. Now if you know a little bit about David, David wrote a lot of the Psalms, right? Uh, David was a worshiper of God. 
David ministered in music. He was a, David loved to worship. That's why I believe God said David was a man after my own heart. David was just in love with God. But in this particular moment, David is greatly, it didn't say he just distressed. He says he is greatly distressed. It's going to get worse. For the people spoke of doing what to him? Wait, wait a minute now. Has anybody ever had anybody betray you? You know how that feels, don't you? Thank you all. You know how that feels to have somebody hurt you and betray you. You, you, you know, people, I, one thing I've learned is hurt people hurt people. Y'all, know, y'all understand what I'm saying? And, and I imagine that David might have thought for a moment, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Guys, I've, I'm lost here. Look, I've suffered a loss too. But not only is David grieving about his problem and the pain of his loss, But now the people who are supposed to be in the trenches with him, somebody that he's thought, hey, I can depend on that person. They will never let me down. I know we've we've been in ministry together. We've been walking together. We've been friends for a long time. We've suffered together. We've cried together. I've shared with you some of my most intimate details of my life. I know that come hell or high water that you're going to be there with me and for me. And David, who met these guys, by the way, if you look at you can just jot this down. If you can look at 1 Samuel 22.2. Just write that down. Look at it later. But write it down. 1 Samuel 22.2. These men that David had with him, the Bible says that, that all these guys, they were nobodies. In other words, the Bible said they were in debt. Uh, they were worthless. Uh, they had no reputation. They, they, were just, they were just out there. And then they meet David, and David make them warriors. And David invests time in these men. And these men now, they have a sense of purpose. They have a sense of destiny. These are the people that David had been spending time with for somewhere. We estimate from somewhere between, we don't know, but 10 to 15 years, David was running from Saul. Now, all of a sudden, when I'm in going in my battle, David's going in the, in his, in the most difficult time in his life, he ain't got the people that he thought that he could depend on. His country, he can't go to nobody in his country because there's wanted posters everywhere. The men that were supposed to walk with him and love him and support him, now they've turned their back on him. And he don't even have his kids. You know how, you, you know, your kids. Your wife, he, he had nothing. He, he don't even know where they are. So what is David going to do now? You think he might have been a candidate for discouragement, depression? I mean, some of us at that point have been like, okay, Lord, that's, <laughs> you know, I've been running all this time. You know, God, I did nothing wrong to my own father-in-law. He's trying to kill me. And now I'm over here. I, I come in this land. I've lost my kids. I lost my family, everything I had. Now my, the, the men, the men that I love, the men that I thought were with me, now they have turned their back on me, God. I got nothing. But David had a different attitude. Because while everybody else was wallowing in self-pity, because those men, had not David decided to do something different, they would have stayed there. I mean, no, we said earlier, you can't camp there. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. Y'all see it with me? Say amen. Amen. And, but in that last part of verse number six, it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord who? His God. 
David strengthened his what? Can I, can I be honest with you? David, listen, watch this. He didn't go to the prophet. He didn't go to the preacher. He didn't go to his best buddies. He didn't go to the internet. The Bible says David strengthened himself. See, there are some things that you got to deal with with just you and God alone. That I mean, and sometimes we get because you know, and, and, you know, and sometimes we, we really put, we put a lot of hope in people. Sometimes, don't we? You know, and I've learned that you know when people are grieving, like when I go to the hospital and I visit, you know, one of the things I've learned is I just shut up. You'll be amazed what that does. Just be there for me if I need you. I'll call you. Sometimes I just shut up. I don't have a whole lot to say. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here if you need me. Because I understand that, that there are some things in life that only God is going to pull you out of it. And that's the way that God wants it. Sometimes in your life, God is going to bring you to something where you got to get on your face, shut your door, and it got to be you and him alone. And you got to talk to him. And God will bring you to a point, he'll, bring you, he'll, he'll box you in, and you're just sitting there. you got nowhere to turn. But see what happens? We keep trying to scratch you. We keep trying to get out of that corner because somebody got a word for me. Somebody else going to help me. There got to be somebody else who can help me, who got a word for me, something. And God is saying, no, I want you to turn to me because I'm the only one that's going to pull you out of this one. Right. David strengthened himself and the Lord. See, you got to have that kind of spirit. That you know what, if, if you know my encouragement comes, see my strength comes from the Lord. Now we say that, but you don't really know where your strength comes from until you've been in the fire, baby. Let me tell you, when you get that heat turned up and you up in that pot and that thing is like sizzling real, you don't know what you don't know. You think you're super spiritual. You may know all the scripture you want, but you get in a fire. Let's see how you come up out of that. It ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm gonna tell you, I've been surprised. I've been shocked. That's why I'm a very humble person today. I, I, I just, I'm just, I, the more I live my faith, the more I realize I don't know. There's so much for me to learn. I think I know stuff. I don't know nothing. I mean, it's like God, I mean, I walked through, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. God has taken me through some things. And, and I remember that one time, when, uh, those, so, those same people hurt me. And I remember that morning getting up. When, you, know, when, you know, people, how many have ever been lied on? Misrepresented, and I used to, you know, I used to get to a point that I would like rehearse, you know, you know, like I, I'm a rehearse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them off. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it. And so you will spend an hour up in the mirror, and you're practicing what you're gonna say because you're getting all your ducks lined. Let me tell you, waste of your time. Stop it. You don't need to defend yourself. God is your defender. You just do what's right. You just walk with God. You don't have to defend yourself to nobody. If you know at the end of the day when you can go home, you know, and people get offended, you know, and sometimes people get offended by something I do. They, you know what? I'm like, at the end, I listen to the tape, and if I feel good about it, Lord, is that okay? Good. I'm out. I'm asleep. I'm good. I ain't worried about you. Because at the end of the day, I got to please him. Because you ain't going to be with me. And I remember walking up in that, that, that time when I got hurt. I remember me and my wife, it was the most, you know, I had, that was the most heaviest I've ever felt in my life. And I remember just getting up. You ever been in a situation where you felt like it was just so much pressure? That, 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 ew, it's like, ew. 
You can't even, you can't. I mean, that's how I felt. I was going to church. I had to, I, and, and, and these were people that we first, that we first started with. And, 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 I, and I remember this walk, and I was so hurt because they just, they, they, they misrepresented, they lied on me. And, and I wish that, I wish that I did something that I could say, you're justified. I wish. And I remember, let me tell you something. I walked up to that door of the place we was going, and I opened it all the way up until that moment. I opened that door, and when I opened the door, it's like, boom, it's like something lifted up off of me. And, and it's like, I was like, so, it's like, wow, and you know, that's like, there's, you know, if you've been walking with God for any length of time, you, you can recall that there are certain moments when God really ministers to you. And this is one of the ministers where somebody ever said to me that God ain't real. Boy, God lifted. I mean, he gave me a grace. But you know what I did, though? And I went back and I thought about that thing because how I got through it was I just kept doing this. You may not know what else to do or say, but you can just look, just practice this. Just keep your feet. Your emotions might be hurt. You might be going through pain. You may not can understand. How I many know there's some things you ain't gonna you are not gonna understand. Just get just get through it, get over it. Alright? But you can put one foot in front of the other and you can keep going. And when I did that, God broke through. David, think about this man. He is now got no reason at all, at least as far as looking at his circumstances, to hope. But just like Abraham, the Bible said concerning Abraham, Abraham hoped against hope. In other words, when there was nothing that he could see with his eyes to hope for, Abraham said, yeah, God's going to fix that. How do you know? That's faith. Oh, God. And so, so let's, let's keep going. So David, now I want to read. Now look at verse number nine. I want you to see this in verse number nine. Watch this. So David went. Now this is after. Let me let me let me stop. Let me go back. So David get before the presence of God. Now I imagine that David worshipped because you know that's what he did. I imagine that David poured out his heart to God, and God gave David a word. God see David inquired. How many know that the, the, when you are going through it, when you're battling discouragement or whatever, you better talk to God. See, one of the things that happen with discouragement is you get discouraged. Sometimes what happens is th th there's a part of you that just want to disconnect. And sometimes we have to do that to get before the Lord and all that. But, but you know what? But, but you really need to be, you need to keep functioning. Amen? You need to be with the people of God. You, you need to be around some Barnabas. Uh, you know, Barnabas are people that are encouragers. You, you need to be uh, in an atmosphere whereby you keep moving and you keep on doing the things that you know God want you to do. David, now watch. So David, he inquired. He said, Lord, now after he got through all that, he said, Lord, shall I pursue? And God gave him a word. God says, God didn't just give him a word, Sister Abel. God said, David, not only are you going to pursue, but you're going to recover everything that the enemy stole from you. See, God sent me here this morning. This is a word from somebody. For somebody, God sent me to tell you that you're going to pursue and you're going to recover all. Everybody say all. all. God is, see, that's how good God is. You see, when the enemy thinks he took something from you, how many know God will give you better? <laughs> you can't lose with God. Won't you? Y'all don't get it. You can't lose with him. You cannot lose. You come out on top even though you don't come out on top. You're on top. Now, now watch this now. So suddenly now, 
And verse 9, look, look, watch this with me. So David went, he and his 600 men who were with him. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a problem. Did anybody catch that? Wait a minute. Did anybody, did anybody see what I just saw? Wait a minute. Wasn't this the same 600 men that talked about stoning him? <laughs> what happened? They, they, they were just a, a little while ago, they were saying, hey, guys, you know what? As they were grieving and hurting, they looked, they said, he's the reason why we don't have, you're going to take him out. These guys are plotting now all of a sudden. David and the men saddled up. See, you know how discouragement can be dis contagious? That's why you better watch hanging around negative. I don't like hanging around negative people. You ever met people like that? That is just, the sky is always falling. Uh, nothing ain't ever right. I'm always sick. I'm always broke. I'm always helpless. Ain't never got a good word to say. You got to be careful who you hang around. Amen? Amen. Discouragement can be con contagious, but watch this. So can encouragement. See, I believe that David got up after he heard from God. Now, that means you so you got to get in God's presence. David got a word from God, and I believe that David got up and said, man, let me tell you something. I just talked to God. Now, I bet, now I bet those jokers, all of them were sitting there about to die. They had given up. David, David, come, man, let me, let me tell you, I just got a word from God. You know what? God just spoke to me. And my, I told you, God, to talk to you. God just spoke to me, and he said that we're going to recover. Look, look, I don't know, but look, we need to get up. We need to saddle up, but I got a word from God that we're going to get victory out of this. God's going to get glory, and we're going to recover all. And I believe those men were sitting there before. They were weeping and crying, but then all of a sudden they saw David. They saw a man that had been in the presence of God. They saw a man that had been praying, that knew how to seek the Lord. And they said, that boy, well, you know what, let's go. Let's go, bro. See, that's why I say, that's why I say it's a good thing. I mean, you want to fellowship with other believers. Amen. You want to be a part of a church of people that are excited and enthusiastic. I, I need somebody every now and then to come. Pastor, you can make it. Sister, you can make it. Come on, you can do this. Ah, you can make it. And, and so all those men, they get up and they saddle up and watch what happened. What happened in verse 17? Watch. I'm going to show you something. Look at verse 18 and 19. So David recovered all, everybody say all, that the Amalekites had, take, had carried away, and David rescued his wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, <laughs> either small or what? Great. Sons or daughters, small, anything which they had taken from them, for David recovered all. You, you remember what I said earlier? Now watch, now watch. Y'all see it with me? If David would have responded just based on what he saw, he would have never experienced what was on the other side of that discouragement. See, it looked like it was over. It looked like they were defeated. It, if you look at them, it, it looks bad. I mean, it, looked, it looks bad, but, but, but because David sought the Lord, because he encouraged himself, he got up, he figured out a way to keep going. On the other side, guess what happened? He ended up recovering everything. He recovered everything, even though, because, you know, let me give you some scripture, because y'all want to read it. The Bible says the just shall live by what? The Bible also says we walk by faith, not by what? All right? So, so you can't be fixated on what it looks like. Because some of you right now, you've been going through some things, you look at it, you say, I don't see how anything good can come out of that. So you already defeated. 
See, as long as you got, see, as long as there's a God in heaven, and last I checked, he is eternal. Yeah. He, if I can give him a name, this is not a name in the Bible, but I'm going to add one. He's a flipper. What do I mean by flipper? He can flip things around. How many know? He can flip it. I see, I live in perpetual hope. God, I believe that no matter what happened, I'm like, God, that's why, you know, that's what keep me pastoring. That's what keep me doing the things I do. That's what keep me dealing with all. You know what? I know that at any moment, God can move. Yes, he can. And he can flip no matter how bad my circumstances. You say, Pastor, you don't know how bad. I, 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 what does it matter if I know how bad it is? I mean, I know how bad God is. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, that's all I need. I need to know how bad he is because there is nothing. That last, I mean, that's one of the things we pray when we leave here, right? That to now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think or could imagine. God is not limited. And so as long as we serve a living God, and he is the God of the living, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then I know that I will have victory and that ultimately, Romans 8, 28, what does it say? God causes all things to work together for good for those who, how many of you love God? I said, how many of you love God? He said, I call, I'm going to cause everything in your life to work for good because you love me. I'm going to work it out. You got to believe it. See, you got to hold on to that. You, you better hold on. You better, and, and brothers and sisters, when you see a brother or sister not acting right, you better get upside their heads. And look, get up. Pick up your, get, put your ephod on. Let's go. Amen. We got souls to win. We got lives to change. What are you doing sitting there weeping and complaining? Get up. We got work to do in the things of God. We don't have time to sit. I mean, the kingdom of God ain't for wimps. Okay, some of y'all don't believe that. Uh, well, the Bible says he's given us his Holy Spirit. Am I right about it? Amen. The Bible says he's given us power. Demon's power. That power that causes you to get up. You know, you got resurrection power living on the inside. If you have Jesus inside of you, you got resurrection power on the inside. I mean, no, you ain't supposed to be sitting back wallowing in peace. Get up Amen. in Jesus' name right. and fight. We need some fighters in the kingdom of God. Amen. Fighters who ain't afraid to tell the truth. Fighters who will go into hostile situations and preach the gospel of good, the, the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. People who are not afraid. People who have difficult circumstances. But I know I serve a God that is bigger than whatever I'm going through. I'm going to get back in this thing and I'm going to come out on top. You better believe that every day of your life. I'm coming out on top. I'm coming on, and sometimes you don't, don't, don't look, you look at the situation and just say, oh yeah, whatever, but I'm coming up on top. I know how bad it looked. I know what the sister said. I know what, all, I know what everybody else is saying, but I'm coming up on top. That's why you got to be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you listen to. Feed yourself with the word of God. Amen. Feed your soul with the word of God. Feed, how many know too much TV ain't good for you? You know, too much politics ain't, certainly ain't good for you. I mean, I, 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 you know, can I just say this as a side note? Um, I get so upset because people, the politicians insult people, they insult my intelligence all the time. They lie, they lie on each other, and they think that we're stupid and we don't know any better. And, and I said, the people of God, I mean, no, we're supposed to be the white. Look, I don't have to be played, I don't play those games. I know. I, I'm, a, I'm a seeker of truth, baby. And wherever the truth is, that's where you find Pastor Gary. 
But let me, let me, I'm, I wanna, I wanna, that's a whole other thing. But let, let, me, let, me, let me finish with this. Let, let me close. Now watch. So you may say, now watch. You may say this now. Pastor, I understand all that you're saying. And, and, and yes, Pastor, uh, some bad things will happen to me in life. But, but Pastor, um, here's the problem I have. Um, I brought this one on myself. Uh, I, I did something. Uh, I did something I shouldn't have done. Have anybody ever been there? Pastor, you know, I, I sinned against God. Have anybody ever sinned against God? On purpose. <laughs> I ain't getting too many amen smile. Y'all, everybody looking like they, they look like, you know, ain't happy. But let me tell you something. Because how many know you still live in this flesh and sometimes it gets hard, doesn't it? You have to battle, and sometimes we, we don't make the right decisions. Now, now, we're not talking about habits. We're just saying that, that sometimes we fail to miss the mark. And the reason why I have to bring this up, because I've known people who got discouraged, so bothered about something, they couldn't forgive themselves. God forgave them, but they couldn't forgive themselves for what they did. And because of that, they let themselves, themselves stoop down into a place where not only God can't use them, where they just... Disconnected. Proverbs, you, you don't have to turn there, but just write this verse down. Y'all, some of you may know this verse, but you need to remember this verse. Proverbs 24, 16. The Bible says the righteous fall seven times, but get back up. Now, what do you think does that mean? The Bible characterized God's righteous people as people that fall down, but they do what? I said, the people of God, we fall down, but we do what? We, we don't stay down. He said, the righteous fall seven times, but they get, God expects you to get up. God, I said again, let me say, I want, I want this to ring in your ear. God expects you to get up when you fall. Listen, when you sin against God, here's what you do. First of all, you repent. Amen. Somebody say repent. Tell God you're sorry. Number two, then you need to ask him for forgiveness. And then you need to pick up and then keep moving. I said keep moving. Paul said one thing I do, I forget those things which I what? And I move on to what? Look, if you blown, you made a bad choice, say, Lord, I've sinned against you. Lord, forgive me. Confess the thing and get up and move on. Don't be sitting back talking about, oh, I can't believe I did. Yeah, you did it. I can't believe I did that. What am, what am I thinking? Oh, God, what happened to me? Get over it. Get over it. Get through it. Get under it. But you better move on, repent, get up, and keep going. The righteous fall seven times, but they get up. First John says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to do what? But not only that, but to do what else? Cleanse from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good? That ought to encourage you to walk with God. In closing, look at Psalm 103. I just want to read this. I'm going to read, I'm going to read a few verses in Psalm 103. Just so that you can, how many of you want to know how God's spirit is, his nature? You know God, we, we talked about it before, but, but how many know we serve a merciful God? The, the Bible says that there are new mercies stored up for us every day. I, I get up every morning. One of the things I first, I said, Lord, where's, where's my, my bucket, my lunch bucket of mercy? Give it to me. 
Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I need his mercy every day. But, but I, I love this. I love Psalms because it gives us a window into the heart of our daddy. My daddy and your daddy. Amen. amen. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Now, this is that David. This is that David. Everybody say David. This is the David that knew how to encourage himself. David got a psalm. He said, blessed be the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Watch this. And forget not all his benefits. How many of you say God has benefited you? Oh, my God. Forget about me. God means up here. I don't have time to tell you what he's done in my life. Who forgive all your iniquities. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Who heal all your disease. Somebody say all. Who redeems your life from destruction. How many of you would say, Pastor, I was on the way to hell. And God just snatched you up. God said, oh, wait a minute. I want that one right there. Get, look, 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 devil, you can't have that one. He did that for you. He said, devil can't have you. Devil can't have Larry, he's mine. Devil can't get your hands off of him. Can't have him. He's mine. Mine. See, that's something to brag about. God says, I'm his. I belong to him. I'm chosen. Hallelujah. Look at the neighbor and say, you're chosen. You need to remember that, that you are, you are, you are something, some kind of special. And look at the neighbor again and say, you're special. Because you really are. Now watch. Who satisfies, look at verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Amen. How many know God to clean your mouth up too? Oh, hallelujah. Stop that cussing. Ah, oh, come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll just stop. All right. All right. Verse number six. Look at verse But I hit something. I don't know what happened, but I just, I felt a twitch. I don't know. Verse number six. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are what? Oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. But listen, look at this. This is so wonderful. The Lord is merciful. Oh, God. And he's gracious. He's slow to anger. You know, God ain't quick-tempered. Aren't y'all glad about that? Because some of y'all got a bad temper, but God ain't quick-tempered. And he's abounding in mercy. I like that. Not just he's merciful, but he's a bad man. He got mercy running over. He will not always strive with us, nor would he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. In other words, God ain't giving us what we really deserve. Is everybody clear on that? We deserve some pretty bad stuff, but God ain't reward. Lord, thank you. Lord, nobody else said thank you. I thank you. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For Watch this. Now, I want you to think about this. For as, high, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. <laughs> as far as the east is from the west. Now, think about that. You know, the east and the west, I mean, they go separate directions. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a, and I love this one. As a father pities his children. How I many you got sons and daughters out there? Dads, moms. You, you know our kids don't act right. They do some stuff. Amen. You know, you try to tell them. Yeah. yeah, hallelujah. I told my son to wear them glasses. He said, I ain't wearing no glasses. He got in a car accident. Thank God he's okay. But I had mercy on him. I saw him in that hospital, and I just had mercy on him. He's back there. Look at him. He's doing fine. See, Lord, protect him. Look at him. 
Hallelujah. But he should have been wearing his glasses. Amen? Amen. But, but, but you know what? As a daddy, I had to have mercy on him walking up in the house. I said, Lord, I said, I asked him, you had, you had your glasses? No, no. I said, part of me wanted to be like, yeah. I said, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, God is merciful. Yeah, God is merciful. And you know, and his children ought to be merciful. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pitied those who fear him. Watch this. For he knows our frame. That means he knows what he's dealing with. <laughs> and he remembers that we are but dust. <laughs> In other words, God is saying, I know you messed up. And I know you got a lot of issues. But, but you know what? That's why I got a lot of mercy for you. So, so listen, here, here's, here's the deal. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Don't allow discouragement to keep you from running to your God and living the kind of life that God has for all of his children. Happiness is your inheritance. Joy is your spiritual inheritance. Don't let the devil take the joy of the Lord. Don't See, you can give it up. David said, no, no. David said, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I ain't giving this. No, no, no. David ran to the Lord. Who do you run to when you find yourself discouraged? You need to learn to run to the Lord and be like David and get up and fight. Don't stay there. And I know some of you got some city. All of you can probably recite to me like, Pastor, let me tell you, first of all, let me talk to you. And it's funny because people sometimes talk to me as if that what they're going through has never, ever happened in the world. <laughs> I know, Pastor, I know that's, that's probably true, but just in case, let me tell you about this one. No, 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 no. You need, you need to understand that God got your back. He said, if God be for you, who can be against you? How do you know that God is for you? Amen. God is on your side. Then if you know that, I got one exhortation for you. Act like it. Amen. Bow your head. Eyes are closed. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, we thank you for the spirit of God that encourages us to keep us fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that everyone in this room have been redeemed by your blood today. Father, we are your children. And Father, I pray especially for my brothers and my sisters who have been struggling. They just have been really going through it recently, Lord, have even thought about giving up, just giving up in a, in a lot of ways. I pray that you would strengthen them right now. Just like Jesus, the angel came and strengthened them and gave them grace. Lord, will you please give my brother and sister an extra measure of grace? If that's you this morning, I'm not going to ask you to come up. Just slip your hand. I just want to, I want to pray with you. Just slip your hands up. If you're saying, I just, I just need grace. I've been going through it. And I just, I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. I see that other hand. Father God, I see those who, whose hands are up this morning. Lord, will you please? Give them an extra measure of your grace. Give them an extra measure of your grace, God. They're saying this morning that they need you. They're saying this morning, Lord God, that they can't make it without you. God, give them power. Give them grace. And Father, more importantly, restore the joy. <laughs> restore the peace. Restore it, Lord. Those who have your hands up, just receive from the Lord by faith. Say, Lord, I receive it. I receive your peace. I receive your joy. 
I receive your goodness. I receive your tender mercies. I receive your loving kindness. I receive your grace. I receive eternal life. I receive your power. I receive it today, Lord, by faith. By faith, I receive it today. And all God's people said, amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise as you stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, keep on praising him. Come on. Bless his name. Hallelujah, Lord God. Turn the music up. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Worthy is the Lord. We're going to keep fighting, Lord. We're victors today, Lord. We can't lose, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We can't lose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't know where I'm jumping because I'm happy. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, hallelujah, Lord God. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Woo. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. We bless you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, hallelujah. We're more than conquerors today. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's right, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's stretch your hands to the king. Stretch your hands to your great deliverer. Stretch your hands to your mighty God. We bless your king and love your Jesus. Lord, we want to come. Look at us today, Lord. We're your children, Lord. Empower us by your Holy Ghost to fight the good fight of faith. Restore our homes. Restore our families. Restore relationships. Restore and give back everything that the devil has stolen. Everything that the devil has stolen. We get it back in Jesus' name. And double, double. Hallelujah. 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 Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling, the only wise and true God, to the risen Savior, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, now unto you, O God, be glory, majesty, power, dominion, now and forevermore, and all God's people said, hallelujah.